Should we just start over? Yeah, we should probably just I think start, we should over. start over. <laughs> <laughs> this Take movie two. is just too complicated. So guys, yeah, this movie's it's complicated. So we're we're gonna change the format a little bit. Why we realized that this film is very much a Russian doll, and we were kind of just hopping around in <laughs> our previous attempt. So we're, we're gonna we're try. We're talking again. about the movie we're Prisoners like, by Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, uh, if yes. you uh, are not, you haven't seen the poster in our. Uh, in our uh, podcast channel. Yeah. So we we are going to reformat how we do this. And spoilers right now, if you have not seen the film, we're about to tell you everything that happens. So you need to go watch it if you actually want to hear what's going on. But the, uh, we, the forewarning is yes. that it's one of the darkest movies any of us have ever watched. Right. Because it's about two girls that get abducted and right. almost don't get rescued. And it's, it's kind of the... Uh, what extent would a father go to to rescue his children? And that goes to some pretty dark places. So, yeah, what, what was it I told you, Alex? I think I said, uh, uh, yeah, Ben, I said, <laughs> Ben, why? we should talk about this movie Prisoners. It's mind blowing. And he says, and he comes back and says, like, Why did you tell me to watch that movie? <laughs> the moral of the story the podcast where a writer, a philosopher, and a filmmaker explore the stories that make us and the morality that makes the story. But it's an interesting film to discuss because it does um, bring up something to me, which is um, when what does it look like when a director with a, I would say, a Christian perspective? At least, a, at it, least it, a. It, there, I don't know if Villeneuve is a Christian, but certainly there is a Christian thread, right? An oh, element that runs through the whole movie. It's unmistakable. Right. Yeah. I mean, the film opens up and. And this is kind, of, and this in a real meta way sets the tone, and I think speaks about the whole story and Hugh Jackman's character, because the film opens up with him teaching his son in the woods about how to hunt. Well, the very first lines are the Lord's Prayer, right? But yeah. they're hunting in the woods, yeah, and you right. hear yeah, an yeah, over yeah. a voiceover, right? And he's and just saying, "Our Father who art in heaven," right? And he goes through the Lord's Prayer, and that is. That's what the movie's about. Right. Right. It's, it's about very... living the Lord's Prayer yeah. through horrific circumstances. Right. And, and so in one way you say, well, it, you know, what it, what is the moral dimension of watching a movie that has this kind of right. darkness? Right. And there's some very, very dark scenes in this, even though I'll say that Villeneuve doesn't, he doesn't, you know, push your face into it, so right. to speak. It's not gratuitous. Right. Um, he everything does it, is in there for a he does it very reason. artfully and actually there are a lot of times when he could have right. gone much worse and I was afraid that he was right. and mm-hmm. he kind of he cuts away but um, but but he did make you afraid man but he the hammer you, he makes the hammer. You I was oh, about hey. to skip that part yeah <laughs> that, that was the part oh yeah. man yeah. Um, yeah. But, but, that, yeah, so. boy, but those are powerful moments oh I know that was a powerful moment. Yeah. All right. Okay, so, so let's, let's pause. We're about yeah. to do the exact same thing we did in the first attempt. <laughs> so we're going to pause now, and we're going to tell you the whole plot, yep. blow by blow. Spoiler so we can alert. talk about it. So this is your chance to pause yep. and go watch the movie. If you don't want to hear us, ruin yeah, it. But, but, but warning, if you have a queasy stomach... Yeah, or you I d- I'm not have letting nightmares, my wife. or you are afraid of the dark, and you like to lock your doors at night... I sound like a terrible. That sounds. Prisoners. That sounds really bad. I'm not gonna let my wife. But I told my wife I did not recommend that she watch this. Well, movie. and yeah, I said it before, yeah. but I I actually felt a little bit of extra sympathy for you guys watching this because uh-huh. you both have primarily daughters, and yeah. it is 
the story of a father in search of his daughter. Yeah, right. And, yeah. and it's, even to the extent of Alex has a daughter. Yeah, my daughter the has the same name as the main character. And so I have I to say, after like, I watched the movie, it was it was kind of late. I had done after put the kids to bed and stuff, and it's a long movie. So I I was I got him. I was like, I'm making sure the doors are locked. doing the whole check you know and just because it's one of those things that while it is dark it does make you come to grips with something that is incredibly real oh yeah i mean this happens every single day right all over the world Mm -hmm. and in that way can be a a mode and a sense of a film that brings you into solidarity with those who have experienced this yeah right and and the darkness as dark as it is there, you know, if you look into child pornography or any of these other things, right. these people, those people do exist. Right, um, they do. Yeah. So, in okay, this so movie, here we go. Yeah, who's, it, who's giving the synopsis? Here? Ben. <laughs> okay. Ben, go for I, it. Uh, so the movie begins with a Thanksgiving dinner uh, between two families. Um, there's an African American family, and then the family of Hugh Jackman, um, who plays this alpha male type dad, who you know has guns and ammunition and hunts and has like survivalist stores he's in a his prepper. basement. Yeah, he's a prepper. Um, and so they gather for Thanksgiving dinner and while they're celebrating Thanksgiving dinner in their neighborhood, this van, this kind of creepy looking RV pulls up and parks not far from the house and the two little girls um, uh, of the two different families go out and play around the RV and the families tell them, you know, stay away from there. Um, but they lose track of them later in the day, and it turns out that the girls are missing. And uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, who plays the detective, he comes and you know looks into it, and they chase down that RV and find it at a resting stop. Pretty quickly. Yeah, very yeah. quickly. Same and day, yeah. inside is Paul Dano, who's a remarkable actor. And Paul Dano, uh, his character, he's uh, kind of a man-child. He is uh, constantly afraid. Who, what else me. has he been in? Oh, I he, thought you he meant was one of his uh, War and name. Peace. He oh. was in War and Peace. Oh yeah, that was him. That's yes, that right. was him. He That's was in right. War and Peace, and he was also in uh, I was the Beach Boys to remember movie. Where I, saw I think he him played uh, and... in the Beach Boys movie. Oh That's right. wow. Anyway, so Paul Dano plays this man child, and Jake Gyllenhaal, you know, nails him to the wall and interviews him for hours yeah. and just can't get anything out of him. They and, find no and DNA. Even, they, yeah, they have nothing, nothing to prove yeah. that anything has happened, and so. They finally release him, and at this point in the movie, I would say you're very much on the side of, you know, this is just a poor guy. He's innocent, yeah. That's innocent, you know, something else happened to the girls, and Hugh Jackman, though, is convinced that- I was still it's suspicious. The, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> Hugh Jackman is convinced that he's the guy who did it, because he was the only thing that was off that day, mm-hmm. his presence in the RV. So he goes up and he grabs him, and as he grabs him outside the police station, Paul Dano whispers into his ears- um, they only cried when I left them, which, of course, you know, is almost tantamount to a sort of confession, right. you know, yeah, especially well, from I Hugh mean, Jackman's it, perspective. It so yeah. Hugh Jackman goes crazy. He tells the police, but the police don't pay attention. And this sets up the dilemma, the moral dilemma of the film, because you have mm-hmm. two people who are constantly being contrasted through the movie. One is the detective, Jake Gyllenhaal, who's doing things, quote, by the book. Mm-hmm. Right, he's pushing the rules a little bit through the whole movie, but he's always he's within that lane. He's yeah. within that lane, and then and he's a detective who's never lost a case. Right, right. right. and right. then you have Hugh Jackman, who is definitely breaking the line, yeah. right, crossing the line on purpose. And basically, Hugh Jackman follows Paul Dano back to his home, 
and abducts see, him. And, and yeah. abducts him. Yeah. yeah. And 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 a few more things happen that kind of make him look guilty. And he begins to, and this is the the darkest part of the movie. He begins to torture him mm-hmm. um, in some pretty aggressive ways. Yeah. Um, to try even, and find the location of you his know, daughter. Yeah, to find the location of his daughter. And all through the movie, I would say. You are really uncertain whether or not Paul Dano knows or doesn't know, despite yeah, what he yeah. said in the parking right. lot. Because Paul Dano just will never say anything yeah. to him. Because he's a man-child. He just, he's and not quite all there. I, I think it's safe to say he basically spends most of the film torturing him. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, not, it's, uh, it's not a scene. Uh-huh. It is the entire it, and, and that was the thing, film. I think, that most well, surprised me about It's peppered through the, the film. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, that, not but like yeah. that. But as just, far as the timeline goes. stretches through the right, entire right. investigation. It's not just a short little moment. He right. is actually, yeah, spending yeah. a lot of time and, trying to and find out. Mm-hmm. Villeneuve, again, he doesn't, you know, push your face into it, so to speak. Right. But he shows you enough to give you a sense that it, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So Jake Gyllenhaal, meanwhile, is trying to find the two daughters- and he begins to unravel a case that really in a kind of remarkable way, I think the screenplay shows, um, takes you on a tour of all of these different people who you feel like are unconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this yeah. guy who's sneaking into homes and stealing children's clothes and and uh, yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal's after him. And then there's this old woman who was taking care of the man child played by Paul Dano, and you don't really know what she's about. And then there's mm-hmm. this priest right. and uh, a guy who confessed to him that he was kidnapping children, and you don't know how that connects. And basically, big spoiler alert, what you find out is that all of these people are connected right. by the fact that long ago, this old woman and her husband began to kidnap children because they lost their faith in God. Right. They, they lost their atheists. child. They, they lost, lost their, their child. child. Yeah. Well, and and not they don't even say they lost their faith. They well, no, this, they they said they were evangelists. Like right. they went around. Well, they were right, traveling giving, evangelists, giving Bibles out to people in the yeah. RV. Yeah. Right. They lost their child, and they they didn't lose their faith in God. They hated God. Right. Mm-hmm. And they, that's she the big says, difference. It is a war we raid, uh, wage our, this, on God. Yeah, is yeah. the war we wage on God. And that, yeah. to me, was one of the things that made this... It took the film to another level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and the fact that uh, even when they're investigating one of the characters' homes, uh, who was a victim of the couple who started kidnapping children um, and was a suspect in the abduction of the two daughters... Um, and he was, you know, it's it's all connected like Satanism and and pigs' heads, and yeah. you know, he was got, stealing kids' clothes and you know, mimicking deaths and stuff with right. pigs' blood and stuff, really gross stuff. But but it's the closest thing to reality that you have ever seen. Yeah, because it's not, you know, uh, who uh, who's the guy that played a uh, Mission Impossible? Or something, uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Phil, yeah. It's not Philip Seymour Hoffman a cackling in a yeah. dark warehouse. Like, right. ha, 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 give us right. all the money. You know, right. you're not. No, these are people that they are doing the work of the devil, quite yeah. literally. Literally, yeah, they yeah. are. And they and know it. And, they know it, and, and they it's profess part, it. It's not even exact, something they believe to be like right. No, you know, yeah, it's like it is, I, they are yeah. evil, right? And yeah. you you want to pretend like those people aren't out there. Well, you have to finish the quote, too, because mm-hmm. she says, this is the war that we are waging on God so that other people will lose their lose faith. Their faith. Yeah. That, right. th- like, you cannot have, you have to keep those together because yeah. that's like, 
you could just say this is the war we're waging on God, so we kill yeah. people. Right. Right. But it's it's way darker than that. Right. It's like yeah. we kidnap children mm-hmm. of parents and kill the children, not so that the children are dead, mm-hmm. but so the parents will turn their back on God. Right. Yeah. yeah. That and, is like and yeah, and, the movie, and, heavy, and what yeah. it does oh, yeah. is it recontextualizes the movie because the movie's been exploring these two paths, right? right. Jake Gyllenhaal who doesn't have kids, but he cares deeply right. about finding the two girls. And then Hugh Jackman, who cares so much that he's doing these horrible things. And what you find, and, and this is where the title Prisoners becomes so yeah. pregnant with irony, mm-hmm. and you don't understand this till really the last frame, that everyone in the story, in some respect, is a prisoner. Because right. all of these people that Jake Gyllenhaal tra- traces down, Paul Dano, the, the Satanist guy with the reptiles and all these things, it turns out that all of them are just grown-up versions of children who were abducted and abused. Right. Like right. Most of the children By were those murdered. By people. Right. right. Most of the well, children were murdered. not the detective. Well, not, not, the, not yeah. the detective, yeah. 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 But, but the two primary suspects right. are right. both children who were abused right. and got and escaped right. or were allowed to live. Right. right. And so really what Hugh Jackman has been doing through the whole movie is he's been abusing an abused person exactly right he yeah. did know he did know where the girls were but he what and he and it, in a way he did abduct them like it turns out that he did take them per yeah. se but it wasn't necessarily unwillingly it was kind of this there weird is a whole thing. subplot that basically the the woman who is responsible the evil has, aunt has been drugging these children to be compliant right she and, drugs people and locks and the guy up. that is that is tortured throughout the movie basically has extensive brain damage because of the amount of poison that he right. has ingested. And so he they say in the film he has an IQ of a 10-year-old. Although he still knew how to tell him where they were. Well, yeah. I mean, that... that and that's the but, thing that, that, you know, obviously the film doesn't leave you wanting to justify Hugh Jackman's yeah, yeah, behavior. Yeah. However... It was his road to learning the truth. Yeah. Although the, it, it, the well, truth no, but did he not... didn't learn the truth through the torture. He no, learned he actually learned it from the girl from when the, the first from girl the, gets out. Yeah, when the first right. girl runs away. She runs away, right. yeah. She said she you were out. there. Yeah, right. right. She tells him, but, and he, but, then he but the Okay, thing, side but, note. When yeah. did y'all know it was the old lady? Literally, oh. first time she was on the screen, I was like, oh, she's totally the killer. <laughs> well, and it's that actress. What is that yeah, actress's name? Yeah, she's always name? the bad she's girl. She's always the bad yeah. guy well, and yeah. always a sinister I was. Uh, I thought she was very suspicious like from the beginning, yeah, I, but I didn't expect exactly how it turned out. No. Oh, like, the, the details of it blew my mind. Yeah. But yeah. as soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, she is totally- You know what I thought at this. the end, though? Like, she is a total- uh, like hearkening back to a living uh, psycho. Yeah. The mom from Psycho. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. you know, mother. Yes. Um, that, she is totally that character that's like still alive. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. You know, the huh. rocking chair and everything. Yeah. But, well, th- anyway. but the thing that I took away, and, you know, this is kind of the crux to me morally in the movie, was Hugh Jackman decides to break all the rules. Mm-hmm. But in the act of doing that and there's even a moment in the movie where he enunciates his view of it because he says my daughter is waking up every day waiting for me to save her mm-hmm. yeah i'm the person that she expects to save her yeah mm-hmm. and i'm not able to save her which is like as a dad you're just gutted right. by that scene yeah um and he's telling it to jake gyllenhaal in that car which it, which is probably the most amazing scene in the movie yeah because yeah. it's midway through the movie or deep into the movie and neither of them have yeah, really, they've anything. all struck found, out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. the torture hasn't led anywhere. All Which I chasing think is, down all the leads hasn't yeah. led anywhere. 
and they're both blaming each other right. for the fact that they haven't found the girls. Mm-hmm. And Hugh Jackman, you know, says she's she's waiting for me to save her. And yet, at the end of the movie, the movie makes a moral yeah. statement. It yeah. does. Yeah. In the mm-hmm. sense that Hugh Jackman, he's the first one to figure it out, and he goes yeah. to the old woman. But it leads. But him he to the does pit. not. Yep. He does not save her. He can't yeah. save her. And it literally, and um, actually, in that sense, it literally his. Uh, so like they they're both on a quest for knowledge, right? And this is, I'm just sort of thinking through this, but they're both they're both on this quest for knowledge, but through the path of law, or the path of injustice, mm-hmm. right? And so in a way, you know, Hugh Jackman is actually really representing like the path of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right? He's using, he's seeking knowledge through unjust means. Mm -hmm. And what that does is it leads him literally to the pit. Yeah. Right. Quite literally. Yeah. 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 Like, and, and, um, right. And, and and he's unworthy. Right. And I think there's even a, uh, I feel like maybe the movie, there's even a line where he talks about worthiness, but he's literally unworthy to save his daughter at the end because Mm -hmm. of what he's done. And you sense that. And so he fails to save her. Right. And Mm -hmm. becomes a captive himself. And Jake Gyllenhaal, who has made some mistakes through the film, but really has kept himself above board and true. He's pure. He is the one who does save the girl at the end. Here's the and here's the big question. He's pure and his hair is always fixed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Good hair. So where is the line in this movie? Is the line with Jake Gyllenhaal? Obviously, Hugh Jackman takes it way too far, or is it somewhere in the middle? Is towing like where is the crossing the line? You right. Mean? Yeah. Where is that line in the sand? Because you know there is, there is that scene, and obviously you know you find out that this is not true. So I don't know if it still applies. But there is that scene where he's having a positive you know, idea to close. Right. And he, right. you know, because at this point you think the girls are dead. Right. And Hugh Jackman turns to Hall's character and says, you made this happen. Right. You know, right. you mm-hmm. did not find them quick enough because you weren't pushing too hard. Right. So. Weren't pushing hard enough. Or, yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and it should be said that if, because I think in some sense Hall represents just the righteous path. Right. That is even I don't know it's hard to say like where who crosses a line. I mean obviously yeah. Hugh Jackman's character crosses yeah. a lots of lines. I'm just saying even though Jill Hall is tempted. Like there's right. a scene Hall is where, tempted yeah. where the guy right. uh one of the darker scenes in the movie, the guy uh shoots himself. Right. Uh the the suspect. Right. And that's because Jillen Hall loses it. Right. Because he thinks that the girls are dead and or that might be that dying. crushes right. him though. Right, you and know, he's repentant is, of that right. afterwards. But, you but. Could, I couldn't even blame him for that, because he didn't really do anything. He just walked in with a gun the guy was able to grab. Yeah, but right. he attacked him. Well, he, yeah. he, he tried yeah, to no, beat him that's up. True. that's right. true. You know, so, which is but, similar to what Which it, That is true, doing, but. but Gyllenhaal um, also had requested that the police chief keep the, uh, yeah. the you know, child guy, yeah. Alex, <laughs> Why does he have to have that Al- name? Well, he has um, my last name. Oh, I know. <laughs> my Alex first Taylor. name, your last name. Uh, Which, okay, sorry, super rabbit trail. Were they brothers, Bob and Alex? No. Because they no. had the same you last the name. the weird guy? Yeah. They were both abductees. I don't... So where did the last name come from? Was the aunt's last name Taylor, and they just took her last name? Or what What was going on there? The, I never the only part of the, the thought I'd never name. quite worked out was the abandoned house Right. Where the RV was parked right. was the house where one of them was abducted from. Right. And I couldn't tell if that was where Alex was abducted 
or the other guy. Yeah. There were and a couple who, things that I wasn't quite sure about. I know at the they end. probably left the clues there for you to yeah, figure for, out. To find, but I didn't quite catch but it. But I won't for, be watching that movie again. Yeah, so. I don't really want to watch it again. <laughs> so, but, well, it's a movie that is shot for rewatching. It, it is. It leaves little is. things yeah, yeah, all right, through yeah. it. You can, you can tell it. Maybe pepper, in a couple years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I right. don't know. But. So. So anyway, Gyllenhaal though is like representing the righteous path. Yeah, you know, yeah. If, and if they, if the police had listened to him, so like the governmental authority. So you have like different authority structures in this movie, yeah. which I think is so fascinating. Right. You have the paternal, yeah, tribal, the father, authority yeah, mm-hmm. in Hugh Jackman, right, who's just the father. What is the law? The law is my daughter. Right. Nothing right. else matters. Right. Right. Gyllenhaal is in this middle place of seeking the truth through, you know, fairness and kind of equitability between all parties, trying to get the governmental authority to operate in a way that allows him to actually find out what's happening because the governmental authority who are the bureaucrats, they keep screwing him up because like they wouldn't, if they had kept the guy who Hugh Jackman, Hugh Jackman had asked Gyllenhaal said, keep him for 24 more hours and just let's see what happens. Let's see what we can find. You know, and the police mm-hmm. just let him go. Right. You know, and so if Gyllen and Gyllenhaal, they had told they would keep him. Right. And so Gyllenhaal thought he had 24 more hours to, yeah. to question the guy. And so you see some but things like this. even after that, after they released him, he said, keep him under surveillance. And they didn't even do and that. And they didn't do that. Right. And so then he got abducted. So it was, yeah. yeah. So that's this thing of like the parental authority, the governmental authority, and what I would call just, you know, the righteous path yeah. sort of. In trying the middle, to do the, middle. the right thing. And yet both of those uh, authorities just completely fail. Well, right. And, right. and that's the... But that's yeah. kind of the point. Right. Yeah. The, it, there's it, like a Jake higher... Jake Gyllenhaal's character almost is the line. Well, that's right. He's right. towing the line, right. you could say. That right. He's, he's seeking, right. the, you know, Which I just have to way, give but. a... <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal's acting in this movie was just... Yeah, he did a great it job. It blew my mind just watching his facial expressions, and you know when he would do that. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if he had the eye like blink. When he was the, tired. Yeah, and, if uh, he yeah. had uh-huh. some sort of Tourette's or something like that. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. was like it was only when he was tired, and uh-huh. yeah, 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 his his nuance. It was quite impressive to watch. I kind of had forgotten. I hadn't seen a movie with him in it in a while that he really gets to act. I think the last one I saw was Spider-Man. And yeah. It wasn't really a great one for him to shine. <laughs> um, I think the last yeah. one I saw maybe was Nightcrawler or something, and he yeah. was obviously... I never saw that. Well, and, and so yeah. I want to pose a question to y'all, because like we've uh, reviewed Batman, other movies, right. and really this that movie... Vigilante just, Justice Yeah, movies. Vigilante yeah. Justice movies. This is a much, this much more movie, realistic look. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this movie is like yeah. taking that question in the most... Literal, literal yeah. way possible and it even sets it up to an extent because i think as we mentioned you know paul dano does know where the girls are it turns right. out right even though by the end you know he's 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 so beaten up and this is just the darkest part of me he's so beaten up by the end and he just won't say anything yeah I, presumably because he's just been psychologically destroyed right, right. prior to this mm-hmm. but um but he will but so he does know but he will not say and um and at the end of it all, um, you know, the whole myth of what's that line in The Dark Knight Rises where, you know, I guess Commissioner Gordon says something about, you know, someone has to come in from outside the system to yeah. make right. things right or whatever. You know, that idea which Hugh Jackman is operating on is just revealed to be this empty promise, you know, because he's, 
he's gone to the darkest depths. He never imagined he would go mm-hmm. as far as he's gone, and yet it has taken him nowhere. And yet, even his justification for it, which is that Paul Dano knew, is actually true. And yet you realize, and to me this is kind of the genius of the film, you realize that that isn't a justifying idea. Because the thing always yeah. is in these thought experiments, like I remember when 24 was on, and they were like, yeah. you know, Kiefer Sutherland, but what if he knows? Right. What if he knows yeah, something? Yeah, yeah. we got to torture him, because yeah. what if he knows something? And the, and the lie of that is, if he does know, and he spills the beans, then it's justified. Like right, it, it was, right. It was the ends, right. They literally, the, literally the, ends the ends justify the means. Justify the means. Yeah. And yet what this movie shows is that even if the end is there, he knows it, he doesn't tell you, but he knows it, you feel the emptiness yeah. of that lie, yeah. that the ends justify the means. Well, and I would, I would, as we're thinking through this and talking, I, I'm thinking one of the messages of this film, and maybe it's the moral of the story in, in some sense, I, maybe in the highest because there's so many different levels, you know. Yeah. But on the highest level, you know, the fact that Hugh Jackman's character wants so the, the their friends family the the family of their friends, who the second daughter was abducted. Right. Uh, she returns. She runs she gets out, runs away, they find her, and when she comes to, they're all in the hospital. And she looks at Hugh Jackman and says, You were there. And then everybody's like, whoa, what's up? And then, you know, and, and Hall at this point has learned that he has this weird building that he's been keeping somebody in, which where he was, he was torturing the the other man, the man child. And um, he, anyway, so all these people start like, well, what does she mean? You were there. So all this suspicion is turned on Hugh Jackman. So all the suspicion he's placed on the other guy turns back around on him. Right. Yeah. And... He knows for the viewer as well. You're just like, wait, what? what? I know, and then and so he knows that he's innocent. Like he hasn't abducted yeah. his own daughter, but you know, there's all. But I was, I'm thinking about it, and the fact that guilt is qualitative, and one of the reasons it was powerful when everyone turns their suspicion on him is that he was guilty of the crime he was pursuing. Right. So he was guilty of abducting and torturing someone. Right. Because right. he did that to Paul Davos. Right. And yet he was doing that trying to solve the abduction and torture of his daughter. Yeah. Right. And, Which so, is, and, yeah. and in the meantime, Paul, even though Paul had knowledge of where the daughters were, he was, in the end of the story, actually innocent of them being still gone. He had taken them on a ride in his car, but he was sort of they it's intoned that he was going to bring them back and back put them back where they were, which you know you can believe or not believe, right. but it was the woman, the old woman. It, that it did kept very them. much imply that he was in fact innocent. He so yeah. he is in a typological sense and innocent. Yeah. Right. Hugh Jackman is in a typological sense the you know principle of violence or yeah brute force mm-hmm. and uh, Gyllenhaal is the principle of, again, uprising, right. reason, reason yeah. and righteousness. Right. And the fact that the guilt and the innocence really, like, so when Hugh Jackman is chased, it's because he actually is guilty. Right. Right. Not of guilty. what they and, think he and is, when he, but right. and that when he guilt is like spiritual. Right. right. Yeah. And is yeah. permeates everything. Yeah. And they don't know what he's guilty of, but they sense that he's guilty. Right. Right. And, and when he confronts the old woman, trying to save his daughter because he's figured uh-huh. it out. What I found kind of remarkable is, on one sense, when I watched that scene, I thought, Hugh Jackman is this massive, muscular guy. Yeah. 
and he couldn't just knock this woman over, even yeah. though she has a gun and whatnot. But then I kind of realized that, at least in the way the film is portraying it, she has a kind of power over him because he has succumbed to her temptation. Right. right? She yeah. tempted him by taking his daughter. Yeah. And he succumbed to that temptation. It's almost the Joker complex. Right, it know? is kind of the Joker complex. And and then she, and she can put him in that pit yeah. in her backyard. Right. Um, and it's not until he prays the Our Father for the third time, right? Because that's mm-hmm. throughout the movie. Yeah. There's a, a part where he tries to, he prays the Our Father at the beginning right. mm-hmm. of the movie. And he tries to pray it in the middle of the movie, in the middle of all of his sin. And there's a moment, I thought this was actually one of the most poignant moments in mm-hmm. the movie, He's trying to pray the Our Father, and when he gets to the part... As we have forgiven. As we have forgiven. He says, forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. He can't finish it. Mm-hmm. But he does pray a prayer. I don't know if it was at that scene or real close where he says, God, save me from this thing I've gotten myself into. Because mm-hmm. he's so deep in the pit at this point. And suddenly, Jake Gyllenhaal shows up. It's like the answer to his prayer is the yeah. law shedding the light of truth right. on the evil that he's done. And right. Jake Gyllenhaal was there, and maybe in this, I don't, I, it's weird because, okay, so Jake Gyllenhaal was going to that woman's house yeah. to inform her that he had found her nephew, they think, yeah. who is the man-child who had been abused by uh, Harrison Ford. It's not Harrison Ford, <laughs> what's his name? Uh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah. You know, so he's going there to say, hey, we found your missing right. nephew. He wasn't even investigating. He was day. not even looking for the daughters anymore. Right, yeah. But he gets there, and the woman's about to kill the daughter. Yeah, yeah. You know, and everything clicks. And so it's weird, because he was actually going, you could say, like, on a mission of mercy. Yeah. You know, and it's through that, the mercy he was extending that yeah. saved the girl. Right. And Which, and you have to admit, mm-hmm. he also takes a bullet yeah, <laughs> in a metaphorical sense, like right. he dies for her. That in uh, that sense, like when, there's a self sacrifice. I was literally, quite literally, like on my like the edge of my couch, like <laughs> when he from the time he got shot, or you know that yeah. whole sequence to that her was, getting to the hospital. That was an unbelievable. I was like, it was from a filmmaking from standpoint. a filmmaking yeah, standpoint. It was the tension. Oh, oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Yeah. And so, how real it felt too, mm-hmm. because again, like you were saying previously, mm-hmm. that was not a Hollywood gunfight. No, it was like, yeah, put just, your hands up, turn around, bang, bang. Yeah, she drops, he's bleeding, he yeah. runs to pick it. Like it was, it was two seconds. Yeah, and it's yeah. chaos too. And it's chaos. You almost don't see what happens. You feel the psychology, right, of that right moment, and you don't even really know he got hit until he like, you get up and he's bloody. Yeah, right. Like you don't yeah. even really know that. Yeah. So it's yeah, it was it was very very intense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for me the moral of the story, and I think this is what we've kind of been saying, but just to summarize it, it's the movie is saying on a very profound level that grace, the grace to break the cycle mm-hmm. of violence and unforgiveness and evil, the, all this puzzle, the puzzle of evil, right? Mm-hmm. Because all right. through the movie, the kids have been given these puzzles that are unsolvable by the deranged woman. Mm-hmm. And the unsolvable puzzle is a symbol for the unforgiveness, the cycle of violence that Hugh Jackman's fallen into and all these mm-hmm. different people have fallen into. He's lost. You're yeah, literally it's like lost. you're literally lost in this right. darkness. In the maze. And the only way out of it is just grace. And grace only comes through the purity of 
good intentions, yeah. right? Like forgiveness mm-hmm. yeah. and wanting to mm-hmm. caring for someone else. And and that in a way to me is a especially when you contrast it with the end justifies the means, that mm-hmm. idea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You realize just what a deep concept it is that God loves to work through good intentions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even the most naive, right, mm-hmm. clueless Mm-hmm. Good intentions, like Jake Gyllenhaal driving up right. to the house at the right, right moment. Yeah, no idea what's going yeah. on. Mm-hmm. The heart um, motive, the heart motive, yeah. and that those are the things that God does, and it's just these little, mm-hmm. little actions, right? Yeah. Just right. the smallest right. motion from God can solve the puzzle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and all of the human action in the world can't. Right yeah. by comparison. Yeah. Right, which you know, to piggyback off of that is kind of what stood out for me. I couldn't help but, I said this earlier and Ben vastly disagreed with me, but I couldn't help be reminded of Taken when watching this movie because, you know, on the face, it is a very similar movie. It's a very similar plot point. Subject matter. Subject matter. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, daughter is abducted, father... Will do anything to save her. But, you know, (laughs) Taken is a much different film tonally in that it's just Liam Neeson basically getting revenge for two hours. Right. Like there is nothing but bloodlust. It's nothing but bloodlust in his heart. Yeah. And it just ends with a well and it even though the sequel was terrible, but it basically all comes back to bite him in the butt because basically everyone who had he had killed in the first movie, all the relatives and friends basically come and right attack him. So, you know, it it just shows how like Ben was saying, that motive of Mm -hmm. Justice, mm-hmm. you know, justice was done ultimately in prisoners because of, I think, the intention of the heart. And the intention of the heart of Jake Gyllenhaal was not. Now, to be fair, he was a bit removed from the situation. It wasn't his daughter. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we may never know how he would have reacted. But his motive was justice mm-hmm. and pure justice, not yeah, not revenge, not rescue rescue uh-huh. it was it was justice for the the wrongs that had happened mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and ultimately that prevailed mm-hmm. um because that was that was a pure motive in his heart well and i think that the what a movie like taken is trying to do if you analyze a movie like that from the perspective of prisoners as a contrast right. then obviously you say you know liam neeson is basically living out a a revenge fantasy yeah for people who would suffer this kind of evil. Yeah. On the other hand, you know, like when I watch Cuz every every dad would be like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you get him. <laughs> but but at, but at the same time, I think also when I saw Taken, um there was a sense in which the movie was making you feel the culpability of these people and the fact yeah. that they deserved these fates. Right. Right. So there was a sense of divine justice in a movie like Taken and to me when you compare them, it's actually interesting because what prison, what Taken is saying is people this evil deserve to die. Right. They deserve hell. Right. They deserve condemnation on a, on a divine level. Right. Where, but what Prisoners they, is saying I can't remember. is that human was... beings aren't able to do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That, that even, yeah. The, even the justice system right. is not God. It's right. this very erroneous, right. misfit, ordinary people making all sorts of mistakes and that at the end of the day the only justice there is is Mm -hmm. our father right you know well and and taken liam neeson very much is 
at least a god of wrath, you know, being right. brought mm-hmm. down on the mm-hmm. the bad right. guys. Yeah, he's film. literally supernatural. He is. Yeah, he is yeah. just he is, you know. I mean, yeah. today of wrath. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah, and I would. Um, did you give your moral of the story? I I was trying to. I don't know if I ever actually did. I think we've all sort of. Yeah. Yeah. I have. Yeah. I have one bonus. I guess um, that I just thought was. Um, you know, so in one of the scenes, they're searching through the, the other suspect's house, um, which leads them into this trail of the couple who had started abducting children. And they find this book yeah. that somebody had written right. about this serial abductee. And it was somebody who had really hunted down all these missing cases from the 60s. And there was a maze in the book that is the maze that had been seen in, in all these different Kind instances. of the calling card. Yeah. Yeah of this couple but the investigator who Gyllenhaal asks about he says oh yeah this you know this was a conspiracy theory that tried to link all these things together back in the back and has his maze but it was it was discredited you know you know years ago right and um it just you know i thought man this film is basically taking that scenario and someone who did maybe not didn't get all the pieces put together right but they found this pattern, and it was written off by. And you're saying that's a real book? Oh, no, or, I, no, I or, don't know that it's a real book. You're I don't just know saying that book. the film makes the, the film is basically the positing. Okay, so obviously the film is positing along the 40 years these people have been doing this. Yeah, somebody, somebody said, the, yeah. "Hey, wait, all this is connected. It's connected to Satanism. All Something this stuff, this maze yeah. somewhere." all this pe- these pieces of information and put them all together but the system like the governmental authority was not creative enough yeah to believe and that's kind of the way all conspiracies are you know it's like you have to go above a certain threshold of creativity to even give them credence like because if you don't bring cuz they just say well that's not likely you know, yeah. and so the film just dropped this kind of thing in there, like, yeah, they all just thought this was a conspiracy, right? But in a reality, it was this advanced, advance, and an advanced plan to war against God, right? Right. And and I and so anyway, that was a little nugget that I thought was like that's pretty clever that they're dropping this in there because the story, on in some ways, is far fetched. You know, yeah. it's like right. it's very. Like, whoa, by the end of it, like, whoa, this is huge. Yeah. But but also, like, possible yeah, in a weird way. Right. Yeah, it's but it's the kind of thing you like, uh, I don't know. Alex and I have an ongoing uh, debate about conspiracy theories. I, I'm, I don't disagree that there are things that cannot be explained or, or are. Um, but it's, uh, at the same time, I think everything to me goes back to motive yeah, mm-hmm. and the thing that connected this all together was the very believable motivation of these very evil people, right? You know, who who had gone through something so bad with their own son, right? That it had, or you know, led them mm-hmm. to that dark yeah, place, right? Well, and, and to um, me, I think it it I I found it poignant that Villeneuve and the writer and that they took the motive that far. Yeah, because it's really easy to just sort of make it. Oh well, people are, you know, have lust, or just slap the evil tag. Yeah, it's like they're just really bad. This is a story. We need a villain, evil. But it's not that; it's a spiritual evil, right? 
right? Mm-hmm. And they brought that spiritual evil out, right? And yeah. that at the end of it, people that do these things are not just, you know, indulging themselves, right? Or right? Other no, things. they're they are, they're malevolent. They're malevolent. The word right against and fighting God, right? And fighting the good. And that was the the last thing I wanted to bring up was the the twist in this uh, biggest twist almost for me in the film was that there's a moment when he goes hunting just any people that are suspicious, suspicious in the area. And he goes to this home of a, a parish nearby and there's a Catholic priest who's at this church. And you think, Oh gosh, it's a bum priest. He's on the you know watch list. And it's like all this, you know, all these stereotypes that you're thinking are going to, going to be brought into the film. And it turns, you know, he gets there and the priest is drunk and he's like knocked out on the floor, but he starts snooping around the guy's house and he finds this sort of secret door and he gets down under his house and he finds a dead body. And you're like, well, how does this fit in? This seems totally yeah, random. I was so lost. You were like, what in the, movie? the world like, is this? You know? And, he, and anyway, so they bring the priest in and they question him and he basically confesses to killing this guy because he came to confession and didn't really come confessing. He came confessing that he was waging a war on God and he had abducted 61 kids. And killed them. And killed them. Yeah. And the priest, and and, and, I, and they intoned that he wasn't like apologizing for it, that he was rubbing it in the priest's face. Right. Basically. The priest can't tell anybody because if he's under the seal of confession, so the priest kills him. Even and, though, th- so that, this is that like is really a little hole though, I know. because well, I know. if he's not actually confessing, the priest is not under the seal well, of confession. Well, that's true. Actually. That's he true. He could totally yeah. report him. Well, but that's but, sort of what you're left thinking. Yeah. But, but anyway, it's 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 like another. So we have like Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal, yeah. you know, and then you have this priest who's okay. Is he taking out the vengeance of God on this guy? He probably stopped him. Yeah. Well, and actually, he did stop him. He did because the woman who was the we wife haven't of been the able man, to keep it going. Since right. We my haven't been able died. to keep it going. Because yeah. My husband left us. So right. the, the bum priest actually did stop them by killing the guy. Yeah. In the story, which is which that was honestly kind of a strange. Well, that was kind of a, I, I, I think that was a little bit of a loose thread in the movie. Well, like, well, not really because. But it did kind of like that never, guy was her husband. The guy she he the killed. guy he killed. No, his, I know yeah, that. Yeah, but like the whole priest thing, like they just kind of threw that into the movie and then never really. They never came really back. resolved what happened to the priest. right. Yeah, that's yeah, what I mean by that. Yeah. Which I guess you don't really have to. Yeah. But it was just I think a of, lot of people went to prison in that movie. I think so. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Unless the statute anyway. of limitations. Yeah. Might have <laughs> true, 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 true. Out, actually. Anyway. Well, but, if yeah, our, uh, I don't know, our that sponsor, course is pretty fresh. Oh. I thought it was pretty, like... I mean, actually... It had been, actually, on a, it had been down no, there a long time. But wouldn't, like. if it were years, wouldn't it be, like, completely decomposed? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm not a forensic scientist or anything like that. Okay. Anyway, no. (laughs) Well, uh, I'm the filmmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Our sponsor this episode is Audible, and uh, we have a recommendation um, for this episode, which does play into this whole idea of revenge and forgiveness. Probably the number one book about this topic, I think, is the book um, The Count of Monte Cristo, Mm. which um, is Mm. a classic literature. Get the abridged version. Uh, yeah. If you uh, if Dumas was French and threw in all sorts of <laughs> kind of actually before Batman there was the Count of Monte Cristo oh yeah so like <laughs> Count of Monte Cristo is this epic novel yeah and it goes on and on and on and on and on 
but he wrote it as all monthly. these he wrote soap opera twists. Episodes, yes, really. he right. did. Really. Yeah. yeah. And so there's a lot of soapy elements in the unabridged version and kind of some skanky parts. But the abridged version is very good. And if you just uh, read through to that, it deals with the whole topic of forgiveness in a actually yeah. very powerful way. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can get that book absolutely free um, by visiting the link in the show description. It's audibletrial.com forward slash moral of the story. Mm-hmm. And not only do you get a free audiobook, but it helps support the show and we get to keep doing this and putting out new episodes. So mm-hmm. it it's really uh, a win-win for everyone. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, yeah, make sure to share this episode with your friends, family, and enemies. Yeah, don't don't k- kidnap them or and torture. you know torture them. Don't Try kidnap them, them and torture them by playing the podcast. <laughs> we we here at the moral of the story uh, subscribe to the words of Jesus when he says, "Love your enemies and uh, yeah, do good to those. <laughs> pray for do those. Good, pray for those who hate you." Yeah, and let's close the loop on the third time. You said he prays the Our Father three times, right? Okay. And, he, so the and the last time, time we'll keep he going here. <laughs> Bonus round, but, but join our Patreon. Hey, <laughs> all. <laughs> No, no, he does pray the Our Father a third time. And in, it's the in the pit. Yeah, it is. And in the he, pit. And this prays, was, you got to say. Yeah. And is that right Orchestration before he is found? Orchestrating. Well, he finds this, the whistle. Right. He prays, is, God oh, right. help me. He yeah. prays the Our Father, and then his yes. hand and touches yeah. You have got to whistle. say, this film was so well orchestrated. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just, I loved it. Just because of it was so well planned. You know, because at the very beginning- before the girls oh, yeah. are lost, yeah, 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 yeah. she's looking for her lost whistle. Right. He had, yeah. He's a prepper, right? Has an emergency whistle for his daughter. Yep. And she's lost it. She, her and her friend want to go look for it, and then they're lost. And so you don't really know what happened to the whistle. Um, but anyway, you get to the end of the film. Yeah. Hugh Jackman's gone through all this stuff, and he's now thrown in the pit because the girl got him at gunpoint, and he you know, drank the— He also, like, that he drank the cup of wrath. Yeah, you yeah, know, so, I guess you know, I hadn't thought like, of that. Yeah. It was like the cup of wrath that he drinks and he's thrown in the pit. Yeah. Um, and then he prays the Our Father the final time and he sees yeah. the whistle. Right. Yeah. That was left by his daughter when she was in the pit. Yeah. You yeah. know, and then at the very end, the last scene, Jake Gyllenhaal is, you know, out looking and the forensic team is left and they're all and he's just looking around, and nobody knows what's happened to Hugh Jackman. He's just been missing because they think he, they think he ran away when he was suspected. Right. And then just on the wind, you just hear this. Yeah, tiny, the whistle, just yeah. little faint, and then that last look. Yep. Oh. And then yeah. the credits. Oh, oh it was so, so good. good. Yeah, it was so, so good. good. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought, oh man. Anyway, Villain, that was Villeneuve a little. Is, little. Yeah. He. It is a masterful. Villeneuve film is and the visuals exercise. of again in this movie. You know, yeah, we've said it yeah. in every. Every film we've talked about of his, but the visuals are just. You got to admit, for uh, Deacons, right? That was the brightest back porch. Did Deacons shoot this? Uh-huh. Really? He did. Oh, yeah. I should have known. <laughs> but that, but that back porch at the end when he's outside at night. Oh yeah, that light. That's yep. the brightest back porch you've uh, ever I know. seen. <laughs> it's true. That's like a 10k at that's a back really porch. Really bright. <laughs> Deacons actually started a podcast with his brother. Oh, so, did he really? Yeah, oh, so, oh wow. Yeah. We should yeah. have him on. And we should. <laughs> Roger Deacons, if you are listening to this, <laughs> we would love to have you on. <laughs> oh man. Oh, anyway, right. okay, so. Final closing here. Share with your friends, family, and enemies. Uh, make yes. sure to like and subscribe to the podcast wherever you're listening. Um, follow us on all the social media accounts so you can stay up to date of when we're releasing new episodes and um, some new content that we're working on for you guys. So mm-hmm. uh, thank you for listening, and until next time. Mm-hmm.
The Moral of the Story with Alex Wolliver, Luke Taylor, and Benjamin Wolliver. Please subscribe to The Moral of the Story on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen. Visit moralofthestorypodcast.com. Copyright 2019 Moral of the Story Media.